You're listening to Song Story, the show where songwriters tell the true stories behind their original songs. I'm your host, Eric Ginsberg. We're still hard at work developing our first full season of Song Story, but while we're working, enjoy this week's advanced listen and subscribe to Song Story on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And for our New Jersey listeners, don't forget that Song Story Live is coming back to Asbury Park on June 17th at The Saint. Tickets and details are online at songstoryshow.org. This week, I talked with singer and songwriter Gideon Luke, who reached out to Song Story through the Pitch a Story section of our website. If you have a true story about one of your original songs that you think belongs on Song Story, you can pitch it to us at songstoryshow.org, and you just might wind up on the show. When we sat down to discuss his song Grey off his new album Live Free in Love, Gideon Luke told me about how an armed standoff, $20, and a man he'd never met all led him to his first world tour, and how all of that led him to write this song. My name is Gideon Luke. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm an ambassador of love, peace, and soul. And the song that we're about to talk about right now is Grey. Grey is not just an emotion or, or look. Grey is something that we just deal with in life, you know human beings and it's it's done with a twist to an old rhyme you know rain rain go away but great great go away I'm praying for the sunny days So I had went on this tour in London, uh, a big Michael Jackson production in the West End called Thrill Alive. And all the time I was in London, I it, it rained so much, you know, and something just still, even though I was there, I was happy, something st- still had me really sad, it made me feel a little sad. And what it was was, I didn't really want to be doing somebody else's music, you know. I wanted to do my own music. So I looked at that as a sign of something that was just just great. But that time of my life was was dark because I didn't know where I was headed. I was very young. I was 20 years old. I didn't know where I was headed. Are the clouds growing darker? Or is it just the way I feel? It keeps getting hotter to know what is or is. When I wrote my first song, we were living in uh, Indian Hills in the projects in Memphis, Tennessee. I think I probably was like 11 years old, something like that. What I was surrounded by there was just, you know, horrific, you know, and just to think about all the, the kids who grow up in conditions like that, you know, it's the grace of God that pulls you out. And it was one night I was sleeping in my brother's room and I heard some people outside arguing. And when I peeked out of the window and I heard this woman crying with a baby in her hand and there was one guy in the middle of a circle with that the eight guys surrounded this one guy and they all had guns pointed at his head. So. When I saw that, I knew that it was, no, this is not where, this is not, this is not where I want to, you know, 
grow up. But growing up in a place like that, it did teach me a lot. You know, it taught me a lot about life. Not that I haven't overcame them, but it's so many people out there who's still struggling, who's still going through that, you know. I grew up in a very strict church. We couldn't do a lot of things. We couldn't we couldn't sing other gospel songs. We couldn't really go hang out with friends and stuff like that. We couldn't go visit other churches. My sisters, they weren't allowed to wear colorful clothes and stuff like that. It was we grew up in an apostolic church. And because we grew up like that, when I was in in elementary school, the choirs and stuff in the in the school, um, my mom wouldn't really let us be a part of it at one point in time. And when when by the grace of God, when she got, I guess when she learned better, she started letting us free of those things. And when I was about seven or eight years old, me, my brother, Emmanuel, my sister Anna, we did we had a little three piece, and we started singing at church and stuff like that. And we would get standing ovations. And the person who was really behind all of this was my father. My father was a musician. He was signed to Willie Mitchell's record label. He was all always a best friend to us, being there, loving us. And then he passed away. And it's like over and over and over. That's what life does. This is a world without colors. Nothing gold, nothing green. There was this guy named George Huff on American Idol who came to Memphis to, I guess, sing a song and, I guess, be a guest at a talent show. He heard me sing when I was 16, and and I told him that I wanted to audition for Idol. I had just seen him go on the show. I said, well, I should go on it, too. And he gave me a $20 bill. After I got the 20 bucks, something in my head said, maybe you can really, really do this thing. If this guy told you you can go and he gave you 20, maybe this is a sign that you should go and, and, and audition for Idol. So there was an audition, American Idol audition coming up in Memphis. And the audition was like a week after he had given me the 20 bucks. So I was going to go to the audition, but... Hurricane Katrina happened and they canceled the Memphis auditions and I looked online and they had another audition in Chicago in three days. That night I called the principal of my high school and I asked her if I could have a concert at school. She said yes. I said I want to charge all the kids two dollars and I raised about thirteen hundred dollars and my mom was like I ain't got no money to take you to Chicago. Where am I going to get some money from? We ain't even got nowhere to stay. And I pulled out this big yellow envelope with all this money that was donated to what I was trying to do. And all these people believed in me. So me and my mom drove to Chicago. I was 16 years old when I was standing amongst 19,000 people. Why does George Huff walk up while I'm standing in line? with Jennifer Hudson right before she did the Dream Girls thing. George Huff looked at me and said, you're going to make it, you're going to make it, you're going to make it. 
And he was like an angel, right? And so then it's my audition time, and I audition, and out of 19,000 people, 32 people went to Hollywood. Then I got on the show. From the experience of American Idol, I started writing my own music because I was performing so many people's songs, you know, and, you know, I was saying if they could captivate people with, with their words, maybe I can too, you know? And Jennifer Hudson's best friend, who's a radio personality named Sir Darrell in, in Chicago, he kept reaching out to me. And I've never met him in person, and he's connected me with so many people, and he was the one who gave me the call uh, from Chicago saying, Gideon, there's this Thriller Live audition in in New York. You should go. One of the first auditions I ever went to, and I've, I got the part. But um, at first, I wasn't going to go. In my mind, I was battling, do I want to go and do that, or do I want to go stay here and do me, do my career, you know? But at the same time, I was saying this is would be the uh, experience of a lifetime if I go and try London out, you know. And when I was 20 years old, that was my first international experience. It was a world tour. But I learned a lot, you know, on the tour. But it was still this thing burning deep inside of me that I wanted to go back home. I wanted to go back to the States to do my music. I felt great because... I felt like so many people's messages had already gotten out there. And there was something that I still wanted to say. And I don't think anybody could say it for me. I got a story I want to tell people. I want to tell people where I come from. And this is the next step I need to take in my life. They let us go home for Christmas. And I told the tour manager, I said, I'm not coming back to London to do this. I said, when I come back, I want to be doing my own music. When I left London, I stayed in Memphis for about two weeks. I was so excited to tell my family that I had been to 13 countries and 82 cities. And I had been writing ideas and stuff when I was in London on the bus while we were traveling on the tour. But when I, when I uh, got back to New York, I immediately called up my producer and told him, we got some music to write. Writing music has uplifted me in so many ways. Uh, just, I'm free. These days, Gideon Luke performs his own songs and is about to release his debut album, Live Free and Love. You can watch the video for Grey on our website, songstoryshow.org. The video features both touching and humbling photographs of Hurricane Sandy's devastation, many of which were taken just blocks from where I'm sitting right now. And if you hit the support button on our website and become a sustaining patron of Song Story through Patreon this week, there's also a patron-exclusive video of Gideon's acoustic performance of his song, Live Free, which he performed right here after telling his story. Song Story needs your help to get the word out. We need you to hit share, hit retweet, and repost this episode to your friends right now. 
Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Song Story Show, and subscribe to Song Story on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't miss Song Story Live, which is coming back to Asbury Park, New Jersey on June 17th at The Saint. Song Story is also available on PRX, the public radio exchange. All of the music in this story was written by Gideon Luke and the people, including Mark Swirsky, Charlie Midnight, you, me, and the rest of the human race. You know, we want everybody to be a part of it. You know, that's why I call my band The People, because it's not just the band, it's everybody. And that music was all taken from the song Grey. This story was recorded in the Acoustic Living Room, which is online at AcousticLivingRoom.com. I'm your host, Eric Ginsberg, and thank you for listening to Song Story. Eric Ginsberg is a singer, songwriter, and storyteller based out of Asbury Park, New Jersey. To hear his music and find out when he's performing in your area next, visit ericginsberg.com. You're very good. You know how to ask questions because you listen. You really listen to the person who's talking. 